Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, away we go here on a Thursday. It is October the 10th, 2019, and we are loaded once again uh, tonight in the world of sports with plenty of drama here. Yet another Game 5 in Major League Baseball. Hell, we even got championship games in the WNBA going on, not to mention sure. NHL, not to mention college football, the NFL. Well, college foot it's the giant. Yeah, it's kind of like college football. At least that's what it's going to look like. So plenty, plenty going on here tonight. But I do want to say this. If you're just waking up here this morning and uh, you went to bed thinking, of course, that the uh, the Dodgers had that game in hand last night and it was 3-1 and you're like, no, let me go to bed, let me go to sleep, got to work tomorrow, all will be fine. And if you're waking up and going, oh, my Lord, what in the hell happened? Like, what did what is going on? Well, this is what happened last night. This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. Wow. It is 7-3, the former Dodger. Breaking hearts in Los Angeles. It's funny to hear Ernie wow. and, uh, and his partner there. <laughs> Neither of them could believe what they were witnessing. It was a miracle to be able to get to extra innings to begin with. If you're Nats, considering you lost, uh, you did not play well. You were dominated through seven innings. And then, of course, everything started to go really wrong for the Dodgers beginning in the eighth inning. But I will say this. Next time somebody tells you, oh, baseball sucks, it's so boring, oh, it's so terrible, I don't know how anybody watches, okay, I would like you to point them to exactly what happened yesterday with two Game 5s, and oh yeah, tell them to get off their ass and watch tonight yet another Game 5 in a situation where yet another massive underdog has a 50-50 shot of actually winning the game here, so I do not Want to hear about baseball being boring? I do not want to hear about, oh, you do nothing but favorites. Yeah, no. A lot of money exchanged hands yesterday, Dane, between the sports books and sports investors. But more money to those that backed the Washington Nationals like yourself in a series. Congratulations. Good call. Thank you, Joe. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates. Let's caca doodle do it. I mean, Joe, I was almost one of those people. I was like, oh, I got to get up early. They got Kershaw on the mound. Wait, Kershaw needs to get six outs? 
no problem. I'm good to go. But unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, because I was yeah. older than that. I was going to say, no, no, fortunately. So, yes. I mean, unfortunately for my REM sleep, but, you know, yes. fortunately for my bank account, it's all good. Listen, and I mean, we talked about this. These are the two guys also on Washington. Rendon is an MVP candidate. We think Soto is, you know, just as good as Ronald Acuna, who's getting all the pu- all the pub, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. He, that, that's how it went down. And listen, Kershaw had these kind of uh, questions about him years ago, right? And the playoff ghosts kind of came back. I got to tell you, honestly, it's everything we talked about, though. You know, like, look, the Washington Nationals bullpen gets the job done, you know, four scoreless innings towards the end. And 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 it was, in fact, the ghost for Kershaw. But, Joe, I got to ask you something. You said show uh, non-baseball fans or baseball haters both of these games. I don't know that both of these games would have been exciting and holding people's attention because uh, that first one I wanted to turn off after like two outs before two outs. Well, it's uh, it's interesting, man. I should have clarified that. If yeah. you <laughs> had a bet on that game, either yeah. way, either well, way. Well, no, Joe, because remember, no, no, I was on first way. five under. No, no, I was on first way, five be- under. Remember that? Yeah, no, no. But either way, <laughs> here's the way you got to look at it. Glass always got to be half full. Even if you had the under or Atlanta, think of it this way. You didn't have to waste any more of your life's time sure. worrying about what was going to happen in that game. For sure. It was over before Flaherty even took the mound. So think about, A, how much time yeah, you like saved it. not sweating the game if you lost. And if you won, think about how great your day was from that point on going, I don't even have to watch the bottom of the first inning. I can get the hell out of here. So that provides you an opportunity to be like, this is all right here. Now, I didn't have to wait. Everyone says baseball's too long. Well, you didn't have to waste an awful lot of time watching that game, Dane, did you? No, it was over top of the first inning. And then, of course, the nightcap, it, does it get any better than extra innings in a do-or-die yeah, game five? five? In a deciding it, game, yeah. It, you know, with a monster underdog. And yet, here we go again tonight. And I'm wondering, and we'll talk about this uh, coming up this hour here, Dane. Recency bias is going to creep in, I think, here to this because people are going to remember what happened with the underdog nationals. And I do think you are probably going to see a little bit of public money look at this tonight and go, well, hell, if the Nats did it, I'm sure the Tampa Bay Rays can do it, right? Why do I want to miss out on uh, on plus money when underdogs are winning? I, I assure you. The recency bias because of that game and outcome last night is going to creep in, and it's going to benefit the Tampa Bay Rays line uh, before it uh, before first pitch here tonight. Well, the Tampa Bay line right now is plus two forty five. Mm. Cole and the Astros are minus two ninety. I know you think. You used to say that I was going to get to three bills, but it sounds like you think there may be some buyback on the Tampa side right now. You mentioned also, Joe. I got a question for you, and I, it's going to sound silly on its face. But I'm serious about this question. You mentioned it was over before, like, there were two outs in the top of the first, right? If you're St. Louis and you're up two, if you're up 10 nothing in the first inning and you got what you think will be game one of an NLCS on Saturday, 
Mm-hmm. Why in the hell did Flaherty pitch six innings yesterday? That's my question. And to be quite honest, it was 10 nothing before he ever got on the mound. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm being a little extreme, but would you have ever made a decision, you know what, forget this, let's save Flaherty, let's go to a bullpen game? You're up 10 nothing. And I don't even think it's not a, you send him out for the first inning, right? Uh, maybe even the second inning. You limit him to 30 pitches. And it's Make a him bullpen an day. And Make it's him a an bullpen day. Yeah, it's a bullpen day. And then you sit his ass down. You got him either for game one or two. I now you're six. right. The earliest they're going to have him is for game three in this upcoming series. We'll break that down. We'll Dude, talk about that. After three, Joe. The great managerial moves by Dave Roberts again last night in that game. We'll bust it all down for you to take a look at tonight's matchups as well. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. tank was and I knew that I hadn't emptied it yet and he said you're done and I was like I just kind of walked I was like I'm good like, I, I know where my I knew where the tank was at and I knew it wasn't on empty yet and I knew I still had a, a, at least another one in of course you know why not you're a uh, rookie pitcher why shouldn't you be able to call the shots in major league baseball that being Jack Flaherty telling us that um yeah listen they wanted to take me out of the game and I was like no way man my tank is still good but Yeah, that's what managers are there for. They're there to save the players uh, from themselves and to give them an opportunity, you know, to be utilized moving forward in what is going to be a National League Championship Series, not between Atlanta and the Dodgers, but rather the St. Louis Cardinals now and the Washington Nationals, two teams that uh, some people had, uh, they took some flyers on there, certainly in the series prices there. It was, it shouldn't be as shocking, I think, uh, to some people due to the fact that we've been saying for a long time that the Nationals frontline starters, you know, they match up well against the Dodgers uh, frontline starters and it should be a good series. And why not at plus 250, 260, whatever it was there that you got, why not? And the Cardinals, we said, listen, these two teams. They're built differently. The Cardinals have done it well, but honestly, who was who was hotter down a stretch than the Cardinals winning games left and right, including a ton of games in Atlanta uh, when it was all said and done this year. So not a crazy, crazy surprise, but that's what makes October baseball from a betting standpoint, Dane, so unique and profitable if you guys know what you're looking for, because once October in the postseason comes, the influx of new money. Uh, money from people who didn't bet baseball all year long, money from people who, uh, you know, don't bet on a regular basis, but because it's the playoffs, they drop a couple of bucks here or there. And then what we end up getting is favorites, crazy favorites, like the Dodgers were or like the Astros are tonight. And that's where the value comes in from a betting standpoint because of how, it doesn't make a difference that the Nationals 
had uh, three great starting pitchers or that we all thought the Nationals would match up well. What mattered was it's the damn Dodgers. It's Clayton Kershaw. It's, you know, World Series. It's the Dodgers. It's the Houston Astros. But okay. But that's where the value comes in in October baseball, Dane, from a betting point of view. I don't know we're going to have that, though, now with the National League Division Series. I'm looking forward to seeing what the look-ahead lines are for the Nationals and the Cardinals now that the Dodgers and Atlanta are out. Yeah, as soon as the Blue Bloods go out, right? You know, Mm -hmm. remember, there used to be those bets like, will the big three win the World Series? Well, we've got a chance that only one will be left standing after one after one round of the playoffs you know it could be just the yankees who are there sitting waiting to know are they going to host a game on saturday or do they still need to get on a plane to houston well that question will be answered tonight but you're absolutely right and you know what i find interesting joe is now now look at the uh nl pennant odds the nationals are now favored over the Cardinals, okay? Nats are now minus 130. The Cards are minus 105. So I was wondering to see, because you're right, the Dodgers were the public team in mm. the National League. Who inherits that mantle? You know what I mean? Because this is technically <laughs> exactly. the three seed versus the four seed left yep. in the NL. You know, the, the Cardinals will have home field advantage in the NLCS, something that they probably were not expecting, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's another interesting piece here. And the Nationals are at minus 130. The Cards are at minus 105, despite the fact that technically, again, the cards are the higher seed with home field advantage. It looks like the public is now swaying over to what we've been saying the entire time about this starting rotation of the Washington Nationals. So the game starts uh, the next series there. It'll be it opens up in St. Louis. What is that on Friday? When or that's on Saturday, that game Friday Uh, NLCS game one is Friday and St. Louis is now the um, uh, home field advantage as a division winner. Because remember, okay. Washington was, in fact, the wild card That's winner. That's correct. Yep. Um, and then game one of the ALCS will be Saturday evening um, in New York if it's against Tampa, but in Houston if the Astros win tonight. All right. So there you have it. And again, keep in mind, game five tonight. Astros Tampa going to be an awful lot of fun. There's there's nothing like do or die baseball. Rob Manfred and company. Uh, in New York at the headquarters of Major League Baseball. Just have to be ecstatic. Great stuff last night. Here's something interesting, Joe. The AL pennant right now. Right. You can get the Astros now at plus money. You because of the, the fact Astros. that they're not through the first the series yet. Okay, right. so right now, the mm-hmm. AL pennant, the Astros are still the favorite, but it's plus 105. Then the Yankees plus 120 and Tampa at 7-1. to one. But I find it interesting that right now, this is the first time you're going to get the Astros at even money to win the AL pennant because they still have to get through tonight. So if you're a big believer in them, this is the best kind of value you're going to get on the Astros. Well, I think the uh, the biggest believer of the Astros, good old Mattress, uh, Matt. Mattress Mac, has already uh, doubled up now, and he's gone ahead and dropped... Another really? 500,000 on really? the Astros uh, going into tonight's game. So, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to see really? uh, what happens. Yep, he is not messing around. He took another $504,000 and put it on the Astros to win just the game tonight. He put 500000 to put on uh, to win 200000 on the Astros to win tonight's game. So he is not 
Uh, he is not hedging. He is not backing down. He is because that would be the up. hedge. Just bet Tampa today at plus two forty five. Yeah, you could. That's a legit you've hedge. Got your money. Exactly. You've got your situation there. But no, he's he's going the other way. He's already got over five million dollars, guys, in wages on the Astros to win the World Series, which will net him around eleven million dollars or so. So wow. he, the fact that he's not hedging. The fact that he is just, I got to love the guy's dedication. You got to love the guy's belief. And listen, he does have the best pitcher in Major League Baseball on the mound. A guy that struck out 15 Tampa Bay Rays when he saw him the first time in game two. It's, it's, yeah, and over 300 strikeouts on the year. Exactly correct. He's on normal rest today, right? And he's on normal rest. It's lining up. It's not, if we didn't know about the 5 million. In uh, in bets, we would probably look at this and be like, okay, yeah, five hundred and four, yeah, of course, you know, why not? It's uh, it makes sense, but the fact that he's got that much money tied up just goes to prove, guys. Hey, he's a believer, man. You gotta love guys with convictions. So. You kind of need to have that kind of conviction as a as a whale, as a shark. Like you've got to believe. You can't be afraid. You just gotta go. Don't second guess. Just go because. Hell, what's the worst that can happen? You're already going to lose all of that, right? What are you going to lose? Five million, six million dollars? So go ahead. What's another five hundred thousand dollars? It's like chump change to the rest of us. Uh, Hashtag first world problems. Yeah, I wish we had those kinds of problems. I'm saying, right? Because then we you could think go to ahead build and... a mattress empire. You have to be already kind of like a uh, a risk taker. <laughs> we... Strong so we had that kind of money. We, like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. would go I'm ahead and lay the 17 points matches. tonight on the New York Giants. And we uh, on the New England pay, we wouldn't even worry about it if we had that kind of money. But, yeah, no, uh, he's got that kind of money and he has gone ahead and do, uh, will do it. But keep an eye on that game. Eight o'clock start tonight. What time is that? Is seven that the seven or eight seven o'clock. o'clock? Oh, seven it o'clock. is. So it's even a little earlier there in Houston. Seven oh seven. So seven oh seven is the uh, is the first pitch. So plenty of time for you guys to be able to get your bets in. But I do think there we're going to see some line movement now after the results of the big underdog, that being the Nationals, moving forward, and some questionable decisions around the horn in both of those games. Obviously, not nearly as detrimental with what happened with St. Louis keeping their starter in there when the game was clearly going to be won by them in the top of the first inning. But Dave Roberts. What, uh, listen, Dave, I, I love you, man. You, you've been very successful. The Dodgers organization loves you, former player, all that good stuff. Uh, but at some point, you've got to look yourself in the mirror and go, you know, your loyalty to guys like, you know, Kershaw, who the greatest, well, one of the greatest all-time regular season pitchers we've ever seen. He's one of the biggest non-great pitchers in a postseason atmosphere that we've seen. And we'll break it down for you. Why let him come back out for the eighth inning? Why risk it going up righty versus lefty and then lefty-lefty? There's a lot of questions to be answered. We'll talk about them coming up. Let's make it rain. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. 
Get on the grid. All right, guys, it might be time for you to get in the game. How? Well, with a DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show right now, you guys can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, here's how it works. You go ahead, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You go ahead and make a deposit, and then just place your first bet. DraftKings, they'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, this offer is eligible for all users, plus new users, you guys can get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That is sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you check out the website for details. Rendon in the air to left. Taylor goes back to the wall, and it's gone. Anthony Rendon, a leadoff homer in the eighth, and it is a one-run game. In the air to deep right center field, and there she goes. We are tied. Two pitches, two bombs, game tied last night. Unbelievable as the Washington Nationals storm back. Uh, to score, I don't you know, let's see, nine uh, unanswered uh, runs, five unanswered, six, seven unanswered runs, like stupid amount of runs there. Two there, four, six unanswered runs. For some reason, Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, I don't, I don't think analytics played a role. I think his gut played a role, Dane, and it's so funny because we, we mock Major League Baseball so many times for managers not, uh, you know, not following their gut and going with the analytics. But it's so funny because I think uh, this time Dave Roberts opting to leave Clayton Kershaw in the game to start that eighth inning against a right handed Anthony Rendon and then a left handed uh, Juan Soto was ultimately uh, fatal in this uh, in this trek of theirs and that loss last night. They brought him in in the seventh to pitch to Eaton, and he struck him out on three pitches, right? Got him out of the yep. inning, struck him out on three pitches, and now you start the eighth inning. You've got Kenley Jansen. You've got, you got other options in the bullpen for a righty-righty setup. Now, how many times have we talked about it, Dave? The Nationals are not great against righties, but they're 285 against lefties, including... The dude who's got 34 home runs on the year hit just as many against lefties than he did righties, that being Juan Soto. So you trot you trot Kershaw out there to start the eighth, a lefty going up against a righty. Now, any analytics I know would say, yeah, get his ass out of there. Go ahead and bring in, you know, the guy who is usually used to pitching in the eighth, ninth inning. Bring in Jansen. You had other Joe Kelly. You could have brought in a whole lot of dudes to go righty against righty against their best hitter. But they left Kershaw out, Dane. And I got to believe it's not because the analytics told him to. It's because of this, I don't know, deep down inside loyalty or, you know, trying to maybe redeem Kershaw in some way. I, I don't know what it was. There's no explanation for it as far as I'm concerned. 
I don't know. I see it differently, Joe. I think there is an explanation for it, and the explanation for it is I've got Clayton Kershaw out there on the mound with a two-run lead. I'm keeping him there. I'm gonna if I'm going down, I'm going down with my best. Yesterday morning, Joe, and I know. Listen, the lefty-lefty matchup. There, I I understand what you're saying, but also yesterday morning in this very spot, Joe, we were like, it's gonna be Bueller and then Kershaw and then that's it. And we were talking about we don't trust that bullpen. We've said it for months, Joe. You know, and and. I, I, I kind of feel like this one is a uh, a second guessing, a hindsight being 2020, because we all said yesterday, listen, we don't trust that bullpen. We're going to go Bueller to to Kershaw, and that's it. We, we did it for every single matchup, like who's coming out of the pen. And we were saying it's not relievers that we like. It's starters. So, yes, he did wind up giving the back-to-back homers. He did get the out in the eighth, I mean, in the seventh, and look good. And, you know, for the meat of that order – could um, Dave Roberts gone matchup instead? Yeah, he could have. But I, I kind of feel like that's more of a second guessing of him. I tell you, like, listen, you beat you you beat Kershaw on the mound. Like, I, I have to tip my cap on some level. I, I think that's a little bit of second guessing, Joe. Well, but again, leaving him in because I have Clayton Kershaw on the mound is not an analytics-based decision. Your entire season was based on analytics, and yet when you get into the most important decision, and by the way, we all know you don't have you're not getting Clayton Kershaw regular season in an August Tuesday night against the Padres. You are getting the Clayton Kershaw of postseason history that tells us terrible spot. Like, not a good situation. Not to mention, Clay Kershaw is in his middle 30s. He's better in the later parts of the game when he is pitching. He is We already seen how many times does he have to give up two runs, three runs in the first or second inning. He is not a guy that comes out of the bullpen. He's never asked to come out of the bullpen and try to figure it out and get to the third or fourth inning with a lead. He That's not what he does. And the analytics... I am fairly certain you open up the analytics, it tells you exactly that. And if he left him in there simply because of the whole, oh, it's Clayton Kershaw, that's not second guessing. That's just flat out wrong decision by Dave Roberts, period. It's got nothing to do with anything other than his some sort of ridiculous idea that Clayton Kershaw is the greatest. Well, not in that situation. And I'm fairly certain the numbers dictated that. Yeah, but that's what, then why, but we didn't say that yesterday morning. You know, we didn't say, oh, but Kershaw is really a starter. Yeah, and he's you don't in his know the situation yesterday morning. Having Kershaw available and simply blindly bringing him in because he's available are two different things, two totally different things. So what would you have done, Joe? How would you have started the eighth? I would not have started it with Kershaw. I would, would have you, brought in either Joe Kelly or I would have brought in Kenley Jansen, guys that are used to coming in in the eighth or ninth inning in that spot and get Rendon out, period. I also know Soto doesn't hit nearly as good against, uh, I mean, Rendon doesn't hit nearly as good against righties as he does lefties. He's the best hitter in that lineup. He has been for the entire playoff series. Why are you going to allow a left-handed pitcher, which he's owned, why are you going to allow him to come out for yet another inning? Because he's one of the best pitchers of our generation, But he's Joe. not in the postseason. That's the point. You can't just I know, blindly we've said say that. Right. he's we've, the greatest pitcher that. ever. 
No, he's not. Yes, but this is a little. I think it's a lot easier to look back at the results and say that. Like we, there's no way we uh, first guessing being like, ah, let's let's go to Joe Kelly instead he of Clayton. He said it Kershaw. on the broadcast even before he hit. The, why would you bring him out in a situation there that made absolute every analytic in the world says don't let the lefty pitch to the right-handed pitcher. I don't care if it's. I don't care if it's Bumgarner. I don't care if it's Kershaw. It's not the right setup. That entire team, you won 106 games based on analytics. And now comes in game five and elimination, you decide to go with your gut? You don't You don't have a problem with that? No, I, I actually don't when the name is Clayton Kershaw on the other side, Joe. So let's spin it forward. Let's spin it forward today. Let's spin it forward today. All right. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole. Garrett mm-hmm. Cole is humming along, right? He goes through five or five and a half, and they're they're doing a great job. But you know, he threw 107 pitches to get there, right? Right. Um, you're telling me that you don't want to go to you know a guy like Grinky, or if you're Tampa Bay and you have Glasnow, it's not it's not you know Snell and Morton that's coming out. Like that's what we said yesterday. So we're go we're we're not going to do that now. Well, if you're going to use the theory that, well, it's Granky or it's and you're not and you're going to completely ignore the fact that, yeah, Granky or Kershaw in this situation, not great in the playoffs in this spot has not been has proven it. So why risk that? Because you're not getting Clayton Kershaw in a July afternoon. You're getting playoff Kershaw, who, quite honestly, is terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. And you set him up to me. I think Dave Roberts set him up to fail, not giving him the proper matchup and not giving him, putting him in a spot where Kershaw could excel. It's not where he excels. You put him in a spot to fail as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, Joe, but, like, aren't there some players that transcend the matchup like we talk about in football, right? Like, uh-oh, this is a tough defense they're going with, but it's Aaron freaking Rodgers, so it'll be okay. You know, I, I, I hear you with the matchup and the, and the data and what the analytics say. Yeah, if it's, but- if it's Rivera, yes. If it's Andy Pettit, yes, because these guys have been there. They have a proven track record of doing it. He is the complete opposite of that. He is the guy that blows it in that spot. He has, over the last 10 years, he's been he the worst has. guy in that spot. Yeah, I hear you. I just think having access to the actual results is what makes it a lot easier for you to say it with so much conviction, especially based on what we said 24 hours ago in this same exact question. Well, you know, it's I, the same situation. You. Why let Flaherty pitch six innings? when you already had the game and right, right? I mean, that's not second guessing. We were saying that during the game. Like, what are you doing? Like, take his ass out of the game and pitch him. It's not second. I mean, Atlanta could have came back, scored nine runs, and we'd been like, yeah, but that's a bad decision, I think. Whether they won or the outcome, no matter what it was, doesn't make it a right decision just because it didn't work out or just because it did work out. It's a bad call. All right. I mean, I listen, I, I think it's a little I think it is a little like second guessing to say that the Kershaw. I, I don't fault him for going to Kershaw. I don't fault him for keeping Kershaw in. Yes, he gave up back to back jacks like that. That's what happened to two very good players. Right. A potential MVP candidate and a potential ascending face of the game young star. But like I, I, I just can't get on him for keeping Clayton Kershaw in.
Like and we we talked about it. We we talked about it with Strasburg um, yesterday, and the idea of who's the bullpen that we would go to, right? And it couldn't be Scherzer. We were talking about Annabelle Sanchez being the next man in. But one of the things we also said was maybe Strasburg at pitch 100 is still your best option. I think on all things on its face, Clayton Kershaw is still always your best option. Well, if that's the case, um, Dodger fans, I wouldn't expect to get very far in the playoffs if that is your best option to actually win a playoff game because he's let you down more times than I can imagine. We'll take a look at the numbers historically. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Big shout out to uh, to Bryce Harper here this morning, who I am sure is celebrating for his former teammates there, having a uh, you know tip of the cap to uh, sure. to those that were able to yeah finally do what he was never able to do in his time there, which was advance in a playoff series. They did it. Now they have the opportunity to take down the Cardinals and advance to uh, another uh, something else, a milestone that he was never able to be a part of, and that is advancing to the World Series. But I will say this on uh, on what happened last night and moving forward, I, I do think the new rule changes in Major League Baseball is going to make this very interesting moving forward and that situation last night because of the fact that you have to now, and if I was saying, what is it, pitchers, when you bring them in, will have to face at least three hitters? Is that what it is? I don't know if they've approved that formally. That was one of the things, like, for example, they were testing out in the independent right. league along with the robot umps and stealing first base. I know that that was out there. I don't know if that's been formally um, approved or implemented. Bona, you guys in the pit, see if you can. I, I think it was passed. I think that's set to start. And if it is, that situation last night probably doesn't happen, Dane. Right. Because they probably don't bring Kershaw out for that eighth inning. Right. Or No, well, they would have to, Joe, because they brought him out for the last out of the seventh. So he would have to face well, two I more batters. Well, I think it's per inning. I think it's per inning. Not, well, yeah, let's I get clarification on the actual rule. Yeah. Okay, because you're right. What this is, Remember, this is a pace of play thing, Joe, right? right? And what they just didn't want were, you know, 18 mound visits and having a, you know, Right. Face basically, they don't want the Tampa Bay Rays happening. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Exactly. Um, yes. But yes, I think, Joe, I think like they did implement, say, like you know, the pitch clock or the idea of the you know some of them, but that not. I think they were still debating and testing. I don't know if that because the players' association is would be pissed off for that because this would then lose the job of like the lefty specialist. They they would go right. far away. I think. The union had some uh, issues with that, and so it was still in conversation. But the guys at the pit will go ahead and check that out because yeah. I, I I know it's on the table. I don't think it's been formally passed yet. But you're right; it would change the game. That's a here. game changer. Yeah, that's yeah. a game changer because that uh, forces you to make 
a different decision in those types of things. And it almost kind of saves you from yourself because you have to be, it, you know, it's interesting because now looking at how that happened and how that played out, it's a whole nother layer to the game. And, it, you know, it's a champ. It's a little bit more like what it used to be because, listen, it used to be in the days where a guy, you got a pitcher went seven, eight, you brought in a guy for the eighth and ninth. That was it. That's what the closer is. It's almost going to go back to those days where you got to have guys that can't just get three. Like you need, they need to be able to get multiple outs and righty lefty doesn't real. So it actually right. changes it from the, from the hitting side too. And teams where, how do you pinch hit now? Like, do you pinch hit? Do knowing that a guy can't come in or they can't take a guy out? Uh, it's interesting because that would have changed the whole dynamic in that game last night uh, that we wouldn't have known. And as far as Flaherty goes, I st- it's yet to be proven, but I think not having your ace prepared for game one, having scored 10 runs in the top of the first inning, I I hope it doesn't come back to bite them. But if you j- another situation, if you left that kid in there because he wanted to pitch, um, I don't know why you have managers then at that particular point. Yeah, listen, I mean, he threw 104 pitches. I, I don't understand right. why he threw 104 pitches. Now, if you want to tell me that he was warmed up and he had the mindset that he was going to start and all that, fine. Hmm. Turn it into a throw day for him. Turn him into right. an opener and get one or two. I mean, they scored another run in the second, Joe. They yeah. scored another two in the third. Okay? Yep. So you're telling me by the time it hit the bottom of the third and the cards were up 13 to nothing, you didn't have faith that you couldn't get, you know, at that point, what was 21 extra outs, another seven innings, with and, and then still have Flaherty ready to go for what would be game one against the Nats at home now? I, right. I think it was a missed opportunity to not adjust and to uh, go kind of bullpen day with it and keep your uh, and keep your main weapon ready to go for now one potentially one four seven in the NLCS. Right. I listen. I'm with you. I think uh, I got no. Pre- he threw 117 pitches in this first go around. Right in game. Uh, uh, was it game two? Uh, yeah. He he went. Yeah, 117. And then you let. A, if you want to let him go 30, 40 pitches, you want to let him go two innings. You know, just to make sure that it it's everything's yeah. cool. Uh, okay. Day. Yeah. Then great. No problem. It's a bullpen session. You can let him go out, but. You let it, like you said, over a hundred pitches, pitches on a guy that is your your future eight. Like, why in yeah. this day and age of, of trying to protect? Why would you allow that to happen? It it blows me. You they weren't coming back. Like I'm, right. how little confidence must you have in your bullpen? Yeah, I, I I don't know. It was weird, and I was saying this right off the bat. And to be quite honest, you know, I was listening to it on the radio because I was in my car, and uh, they were saying it on the radio broadcast also. You know, like, oh, maybe you don't even need to bring out Flaherty anymore. Right. And I can understand he did the full warm up. He's ready to go. Mentality and whoever you would have tapped to be like, hey, it's you're up now. I understand that. Okay, but. Over the course of the two innings, you could have adjusted. There's no reason for him to have thrown 104 pitches, Joe. That's Wednesday. Now he's done until Monday, right? Normal rest would be Monday. And this series is slated to go Friday, Saturday, rest travel day, Sunday. He can't go until game three. And that means he's going to get one, maybe two starts in the series. You had an opportunity to have your horse be able to go out there three times and you, and you used them up when you were up by literally double digits in game yes. five. 
Uh, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely uh, crazy. But again, you know, no harm, no foul. If it doesn't affect what happens well, coming we'll up see. in the next, we'll see but if I there's don't know a how it doesn't. Uh, like that's your ace, and it'll be interesting too to see what what the rotation is now for the Washington Nationals. Because listen, five and seven game series are two different animals. Uh, the the way you go about it, the way you can uh, schedule it, two totally different things. So the National League will start on Friday, right? We'll start tomorrow. American League on Saturday. And, you know, if you're the Nationals, is it Sanchez? Like you just, you know, do you come back with Scherzer in game one? Because uh, that would give him what? Three days rest? When did he go again? Game he went four was four. Monday, right? That was Monday. They traveled Tuesday. Tuesday. They played Wednesday. So that was Monday. Yes, they pray. Yes, exactly. Yep. And natural, normal rest on a Monday start would be going again Saturday. Saturday so that would be right. game two. So I think they got to go Sanchez. So you start saying, oh, okay, Corbin, see, Corbin. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, Corbin. Well, Corbin pitched again last night. So, uh, But only an inning, right? Right. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like, so do you, if you go, Strasburg's not going to go there until game three, I think, right? The way it works out there is that at the very earliest, you're going to bring in Strasburg on game three. If you let Scherzer sit back, and again, this is the beauty of a seven-game series, right? That you, It's not life or death. You've got to win one out of the next two in St. Louis, right? I mean, is that the approach? So you give these guys an extra day rest and go with the go with Sanchez at that point? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so, because then you want to line it up. And here's the other. My question is also, Joe, some teams would opt because of the rest days and the travel days. When right. I say one, four and seven, that's doable right? for your true ace to get three starts. OK, right. but if they like those three guys then, or if they have if they like four guys, in effect, mm -hmm. right, with Sanchez, then it's just one, two, three, four. And then the three guys get a second start. So everyone gets two starts. The one, four, seven is if you're going to try to push it so one, you know, true elite guy can make right. three starts. It doesn't look like that's what the Nationals would do. Okay, so uh, yeah, they'll just keep those guys in in their order. Yeah, and I and I think listen, matchups are are going to be important here due to the fact that listen, they have anytime you've got Scherzer, Strasburg, and then you mix in you know Corbin. That uh, I, mean, it, I think starting pitching edge Washington Nationals, right? Corbin. Yeah. Uh, Scherzer, Strasburg, uh, you've got Flaherty, you've got Wainwright, and then you've got what exactly? If you're Hudson, like what do you got coming if you are to match up? And Wainwright, there's no substitute for experience. Uh, one of the biggest game pitchers. Wainwright, though, keep in mind, a hell of a lot better at home than he was on the road. So I think I want Wainwright pitching in game one or two, regardless, like that's who I want. And he would be next up anyway, I think, because he'd be pitching right after Flaherty. So you got Wainwright, the guy who's been there, done that, going game one for the cards. And if you're going outside of Scherzer, advantage Cardinals here, man, I think in game one, having Wainwright at home. Yeah. Um, I could see that um, unless the Nationals, we don't know who the Nationals have announced or anything like that, you know, for game one. We're assuming that's the way they're going to go. But honestly, unless Flaherty's on the mound for St. Louis, I'm going to say Washington has the advantage in starting pitching. You know, I, I, okay, I think so. Washington has the advantage in starting pitching. I think Washington has the advantage in their bats also. Mm -hmm. um, I you know, I, and it's hard because this is the narrative that the Cardinals have been up against all season long, right? And they just right. keep on winning. But I, 
I think the Nationals are a stronger team in most facets, maybe except for the bullpen. Yeah, well, certainly they're a better hitting team, right? I mean, I think yeah. it's not better hitting, better starting pitching. So better starting pitching. I think the bullpen is better for the Cards. I think yeah, they've got a it, uh, they they got a leg up there. And listen, hats off to the Nationals bullpen last night, who did exactly what we've been waiting for them to do all year, which was come into the game. Doolittle comes in, closes the door. It, you know, the Nationals bullpen showed up last night and delivered in one of the biggest moments all year, a thing that they have not done for most of the year. So congratulations there. I think it's going to be a fun series. I, I definitely think it's it's got the makings because of these two teams. There's not one overwhelming, you know, it's not the Dodgers. I, I think the home teams are going to be favorited from a betting perspective. And I think, you know, the away teams are going to be dogs. And, and I think that's just going to hold true Regardless of what happens in this series, expect the cards to come out and be uh, and be slight favorites to start. Unless, of course, Scherzer and Strasburg come in there and then that you might have the opportunity to back a home dog in maybe a game or two there. Yeah. Um, and don't forget, Nicholas would be the other. Ah, starter. that's right. Yes, yes, yes. I knew yes, there was one more. It, it would be Nicholas. Yep. And like he's he's good. But I would still I'm leaning Washington in that matchup unless yep. it's Flaherty on the mound. Unless it's, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Flaherty is uh, a different, yeah, he's on a different level. And he showed he's it again. He's the one that's uh, at that level that's like a Corbin level uh, yep. as well. He, he showed it, too, again yesterday, guys. There was, you know, he was in there 107 pitches. pitches. Joey showed it. <laughs> Damn. Dude. Yeah, right. Like, and it still only got him to what? The sixth, sixth inning? Got through six. They got him into the sixth inning. So uh, it is set. And so is, of course, The Yankees, who are just sitting there patiently watching all of this happen here, giving uh, giving time for the champagne to wear off a little bit. And uh, And you get banged by a champagne bottle. Yes. 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 Thank you. I was going to ask about that. He said um, Chapman said, listen, my hand should be okay. All right. It, It should be good to go. It'll be ready to rock and roll. But again, that's exactly the kind of crap that ends up ruining right it ends up ruining postseasons because of the what are you doing with a champagne bottle like how are you hurting your hand on a champagne bottle no idea Uh, maybe you know like how they try to pop the cork maybe with knives sometimes yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i I don't know (laughs) could you imagine a steak knife trying to pull off the (laughs) i don't know you got that much money, guys. Other people should be cracking the champagne Should open the bottles be popped already? And like sitting exactly. on ice in the locker room. Exactly. Whatever. Unbelievable. All right. We'll talk some uh, Thursday night football, too. We'll cover the numbers coming up on Mega Rain. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. To the celebratory Major League Baseball teams, the Cardinals and 
the Nationals last night. Winners of Game 5 getting to advance to play for the National League title. And then, of course, uh, big shout-out to uh, Aureldis Chapman and uh, apparently Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez, I guess, has no idea how to drink champagne because he would swig it, then spit it out. Swig it. It was just a bit disgusting from what I understand. And Chapman somehow or another is is popping bottles of champagne and hurting his hand. So a little bit of champagne fouls going on here. And you'd be absolutely crazy. It's like not wearing goggles in a place. Like if you're a reporter, by the way. All right. Have a good idea that you're either going to get beer or champagne poured over your head if you're going into the locker room. Like, wear the damn goggles. Nobody wants to watch you report from the locker room where you can't, you you know, you look like a drowned rat. It's like, come on, man. How many how many of these you got to be through before you realize that I am probably going to get drenched in champagne, Dane? Well, Joe, if you happen to be Tim McCarver. And you happen to be in a locker room with Deion Sanders. You may need more than just goggles, if you know what I'm talking about, Joe. So, yes, a lot of things go on in there, and you have to be prepared. You also have to be prepared to face the team. You may have been talking smack about, Joe. You know what I'm talking about. You think all of our Make It Rain listeners know what I'm talking about, McCarver and Deion? I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh, that is uh, that is awesome. But yes, you uh, you're right. You you've got to be. You got to have the goggles ready. You can't be wearing white. Really can't. You know, it's going to be yep. an atmosphere. That's right. It, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. And uh, and we did, by the way, to follow up, we were talking about how the rule uh, of the relief pitchers now, when you bring them in, they got to have at least a three batter minimum. It's interesting. We were talking about how that would have affected, but that's happened in 2020, apparently. So, or the end of the inning. So, you come in to get the last out of an inning, and you don't have to face one or two more batters to start the next inning. If you close out an inning, you're good to go off. Oh, it is okay. So, it's per inning. inning. Okay. So, that that game doesn't happen the way it does. Yep. That changes everything. Yep, changes everything. Interesting. Changes the way you handicap, too. Hour number two coming up.